0: Well, welcome to Season 5 of the Lead Worship World Podcast. My name's Christian. I'm part of the team here at Multitracks.com. In this episode, we got to record a conversation with Cody Carnes the very day before his new album launched to the world. We got to ask Cody about his feelings ahead of the launch, some of the stories and encounters that he went through whilst writing the songs for the new album, Firm Foundation but we also dove into the topic of worship as a weapon and how we can lean into the power of that as we travel through tough times together. As always, Cody was a wealth of knowledge when it comes to songwriting and worship leading, and we hope that you really enjoy this episode with Cody Kahnz. Well, Cody Kahnz, thank you so much for your morning, for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing good.
1: Very excited
0: to be here. Thanks for having me. We last chatted on the podcast. I think you were our second ever episode and you sat with your wife. And Mm -hmm. I think it was like the week after The Blessing had just hit YouTube. So we're going back into lockdown era and go back then. So they were fun, crazy times. So what are we? We're like three years on now. and. It felt like not only has God used you incredibly at that time, but there's been a real acceleration, in my opinion, on your ministry since Mm. that COVID time to now. Mm. When you look back on those last three years, how do you reflect on what's gone
1: on? Oh, man, Uh, there's so much that's happened. Very, very high highs, very low lows. Okay, (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll get into it in this podcast, talking about this new album. But um, obviously, the pandemic was no fun, and uh, there was a lot... There was a lot that God was doing in that, you know, through the blessing and that part was fun. But, yep. uh, you know, I also, I walked through some of the hardest moments of my life in the last three years. Wow. Okay. And a lot of these songs, you know, really came from those, uh, those moments. So Good Fruit came out of those moments, very much so. Yeah. But yeah, so, it, you know, it's been, it's been really exciting uh, seeing these songs, you know, go far and wide. Um, and at the same time, there's been a lot of challenges personally at the same time. You know, God just kind of really uh, taken me deeper in a lot of ways, which is, which is a good thing. So, uh, yeah, a, a bit of both, a bit of both for sure.
0: I think that's been the theme, isn't it? I think we are all kind of like still responding in some ways to what happened and, and how it changed the landscape. But also things are very different now than they were yep. pre-pandemic. Yep. And I think it's uh, very fascinating so. to see how church landscape and worship has changed. It's great. So really high level macro question before we dive in talking about the new album. Um, you've been leading worship now for 15 years, and my notes tell me. Does that sound yep. about right?
1: Yep, that sounds okay. about
0: right. Songwriting for that time. Mm. So on a really high level, how have you seen worship leading evolve and change over the years? Mm. And more specifically, have you seen churches respond and connect differently to different types of songs over those 15 years? And how mm. have you noticed that? Evolution of worship ministry and songwriting.
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like we have evolved, and then I feel like now we're going back to where we started fifteen right. years ago. Okay, uh, in a good in a good way. Yeah. You know, I I think that things have obviously gotten. They, you know, tech, technology has come in in the last yeah. 15 years, which is, well, you guys are a massive part of that, and you bring such yeah. a great uh, resource to, to help churches, and I love it so much. So that's probably been the biggest change I've seen, you know, just right. involving technology— which, you know, is just enhancing how everything sounds and how everything yeah. feels. Um, so that that part has been amazing, I think, you know, and I, I I find that with some of those advances, I think, and even the introduction of social media, I mean, yeah. goodness, I, I think there's been some things that maybe uh, shouldn't have evolved the way that they right. have. Okay, And I think we're realizing that now as the church, as far as being able to see what everybody else is doing on social media, yeah. it's kind of dangerous. Uh, yeah. it, it That really breeds a lot of comparison. And I think if you let comparison creep into who you are, just as a as a person, as a child of God, and also especially as a worship leader, yeah. um, you can really get yourself in trouble. I can get myself in trouble because I'm created to be who God created me to be, and there's nobody else like me, and there's nobody else like you, yeah. and um, you're meant to bring that that unique. Uh, ness of who you are into your worship leading um, and God has something specific for you to be. And uh, if I try to be like somebody else, then I'm not, I'm not actually running in the lane God's created for me. And that, right. that piece of the mosaic that God is building in the earth yeah. is missing because my piece is missing. I'm trying to be like this other piece. So I think that's gotten us in trouble, you know, a little bit. And I think there's been a little bit of maybe perfectionism that's creeped in now. Now right. that we do have all the resources at our hand, yeah. we, we think that we have to take on this. It has to be perfect. And it's more about playing the parts than it is about worshiping and, and actually engaging my heart in worship. But, you know, I think, I think we're learning from that. And I think yeah. I see us going back to, okay, now let's take all these technological advances that are so helpful, but let's preserve the, the moment when we don't actually need it. You know, mm-hmm. let's use it and realize yeah. we don't need. It at the same time, you know? And, uh, I think that's, that's where we're coming back to. We're coming back to that more of that raw place. You know, 20 years ago, we, we were just, we were singing songs that were just these really raw heart songs to God and they weren't necessarily pretty and polished, you know? Right. And I think, um, bringing that back around now and it, these kind of more raw moments that aren't super polished, yeah. I think is, is really what's happening. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: I was in the room at Worship Together in Nashville just a few weeks ago, uh, and you led the opening night. uh, And I think you highlighted that moment beautifully, the way you started Mm. your set. You came out, and it was just no introduction, no hype, just you and a guitar. Mm. Uh, And I think you led, uh, I Love You, Lord, and I Lift My Voice. I think that's when you started the set with... But yep. you really kind of underline that moment. This is all we need. you know. And it's yep. great to be in here in a room full of worship leaders and be able to do this. But actually, it's just this encounter and this moment and this connection yep. between you and God. And before we do all the fun, new, big uh, and lively moments with what was an incredible evening, it just started there. Is that kind of what you're talking about? That kind of circling back to Very those? Very much
1: so. Very yeah. much so. I, like I said, I just think it's important that we know we can use all these things, but we don't, we don't need all these things. I mean, yeah. Cause ultimately if everything goes down yeah. and we've got, you know, you've got a guy with a guitar, even if you don't have a guitar, you don't even <laughs> yeah. need a guitar. <laughs> it is nice to have it though. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you've, if you've got, if you've got a guy or girl with a guitar and, you know, you've got a room full of people lifting their voice and, and, yeah. and engaging their heart, uh, with, Jesus with the presence of God. um, That's really all we need to worship God together as a congregation. And uh, yeah, and I think it's just good. Like I said, it's good to remember that it's not bad to use all the things. I'm not anti-technology and lights and sound. I love it all. And I think it all can, I think it actually all is an offering to the Lord. If the heart, if the heart of the person operating those things is lifting an offering to the Lord, then it's an offering to the Lord. You know, it's all about the heart. So I, I think it's fun to use all that, but it's, like I said, I think it's in its rightful place when we know we're using all this as an offering, but we don't need all this. If all of it goes down, if we turn it all yeah. off, then it, it, we're still, we're still encountering the presence of God just the same, you know?
0: I think that's a, a really valuable insight that people who've had longevity at doing what you do can speak to. Mm. Uh, we speak to a lot of our worship leaders and a lot of the younger guys and girls really have only known leading worship with the technology, with the click tracks, uh, with, you know, in-ear monitors and with a lot of the stuff that now people transitioned into and can see the beauty and the power of and the tools. But you're right, when that all goes down and that disappears, there's still enough there. And that's a really great reminder, uh, I think, for people to dig into. So yeah, that was a really powerful moment. Appreciate the way that you led that. But also it's interesting to hear you say that kind of linking back to those moments. Um, Yeah. That was another theme of worship together, I think, with lots of the different worship leaders. We are obviously hearing lots of new songs and very often they're followed up with those familiar choruses um, and kind of those refrains and stuff that we've grown up with and we've known that just kind of anchor those moments back, um, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. So Cody, we're recording this uh, Thursday, the 24th of August tomorrow yep. is a big day your new album well, I guess tonight yeah. right into tomorrow yeah. that the new tonight. album comes out how do you feel yeah. in this moment when you've kind of done all that you can do you've recorded the album it's gone off mm-hmm. and it's ready to go out it hasn't yet been received by the world mm-hmm. well, ha- how do you process that how do you feel are you excited is it kind of like
1: Anticipation. Yeah, what's going on? It feels like Christmas Eve, you know? (laughs) It's (laughs) just, oh, tomorrow's the day. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's such a labor of love. I started working on, I mean, I remember it was like February. 27th, I think, of last okay. year. Wow. Okay. 2022. That the idea came up of let's record these two live albums, and you know, and then it was 18 months before that I was writing all the songs. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you look at you look at just I think of the first song that was written for these. So the two albums are God is good and Firm Foundation. I recorded them back to back nights. That's okay. why I say the two albums. Yeah. But you know, I think the first song that was written out of this batch of songs actually was Firm Foundation, and that was October okay. 2020. Wow, so, you know, okay. we've really been, I've, this has been a labor of love for the last three years. Um, yeah. And so you're finally at the day where it's like, okay, it's all here and it's all coming out, all the visions and dreams that you've had. And so, yeah, yeah it's it's very overwhelming, honestly. And, uh, and and tomorrow I'm just having a great day. I'm, I'm, I invited all, a bunch of my friends over to the house Amazing. and we're just going to hang out and just great. celebrate together, you know, so it's going to be a good day. I'm very excited. Um,
0: well, congratulations from what I've heard and what I've seen. I'm really excited to dive you. into it. Let's Thank talk about that title track, Firm Foundation. You wrote that with Chandler Moore and Austin yes. Davis. Yes. Uh, Chandler's a good friend of Multitracks. We interviewed him on the podcast recently. Austin is probably my favourite drummer.
1: At the moment. <laughs> I, I love
0: watching him <laughs> yeah. play. Um, yeah. And again, you know, love being in the room when he plays and the passion in which he he works with. This is incredible. I read that you said that this is one of your favourite songs you've ever been part of writing. Mm. Uh, that you really believe in it and you've seen it spark something in the room like no other song. At times, yeah. tell me why that song you think has resonated so well and what's so special mm. about Firm Foundation in your opinion.
1: I think it's really about the moment that it was written. And you know, I think okay. a lot all songs are like that. I think okay. when you write songs out of encounters with God, the encounter that you have with Jesus in that moment gets locked up in that song. Nice. And it's a okay. really beautiful thing I think that God does. is, yeah. um, And so for me, what was happening in that moment is I was on the verge of a panic attack, October 2020, just dealing with a lot of heaviness, a lot of anxiety, fear, uh, just uh, for a couple weeks, really. Uh, I was right. in a pretty heavy place. There's a, quite a few mornings That I didn't. I just didn't want to get out of bed. Just said, "Nah, I'm good," you know. And uh, it was it was a heavy time in our house. I remember one morning, just waking up, kind of feeling the same thing. It was like Groundhog Day almost, just every day feeling that way. And one morning, I woke up and the Lord said, "Uh, "You're going to sing your way out of this today." Okay. And I I remember kind of chuckling, almost with very little faith, going, "Uh, "Okay, how are we going to do that?" You know. And uh, I remember. In that morning, I woke up and I was just getting ready for the day. I was making coffee around the house and it was a quiet morning in the house. And, and I just started writing firm foundation. And it's like right. God was just started giving me the song and he was speaking to me through the song. And so, you know, as you do as a songwriter, you're turning on your voice memo and you're singing it over and over and over and over. And you're writing parts, you're getting ideas and... So I did that for a couple of hours that morning. And, you know, within, within those couple hours, I had written the whole first kind of stanza, you know, from Christ is my firm foundation to wow. he won't, you know. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm writing that whole stanza and I'm declaring it, declaring it, declaring it. And it's funny, you can listen to the voice memo and you, you can hear the, the moment that I get the light bulb idea of the he won't part. Okay. And uh, the first time I say it, uh, I, it comes out of my mouth. I start laughing. <laughs> to just to myself. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it really just it kinda just made this like joy and this confidence and this faith just bubble up in my spirit to the point where I just had to laugh, you know? Yeah. And what was so beautiful about that moment when I listened to it is I can I can see my heart go from intense anxiety and like raging chaos when I started that process yeah. to completely flipping upside down into tenacious joy and faith and confidence yeah. in Jesus. And so that, that moment is what, it did that for me. It literally, I, I sung my way out of it. Like the Lord said, like he pulled me out, gave yeah. me the song, gave me the, those declarations of faith, pulled me out. And so, what's so beautiful is that you know I think that's what's in that song. I think that is what I see happen in a room. You know, yeah. every time it's it, it's amazing how every time you get to the he won't the first time in the room, everyone is just like it's almost that same kind of chuckle. It's just something just yeah. bubbles up out of people and they and they shout and they clap and you know there's just that that defiant faith thing that happens in a room. And um, yeah, I mean that's just what God has just kind of deposited in that song, and uh, yeah, so it's so fun because it does just carry this joy and this faith. It carries this testimony inside of it, like I've yeah. walked through these things. Rain came and wind blew, but my house was built on You. You know, yeah. I, I just I can see people connecting whatever moment in their life to that yeah. that statement of yes, yeah. all these things came against me, but my, my house is built on Jesus. My life is built on Jesus. It didn't take me out. It didn't, it didn't pull me under, you know? And, um, yeah, so it's, it's so, so, so much fun.
0: I love that whole idea of the encounter and the moment of when you're writing the song, getting locked up in yeah. the song and that carrying that's a really special think about yeah. and without fanboying uh, there's been several songs that you've been part of that you've written that have highlighted key moments in my life and my family's mm. life um i think i told you before but the last ever song i led worship with was nothing else mm. and i knew it was my final set of lead in worship we're at a festival wow. in in the uk and it just felt like the perfect song to mm. close out when I reflected back on that whole chapter of ministry. So we had that song at that moment. Fast forward a couple of years, the blessing was the anthem in our house. as so many other Mm. people's houses kind of carrying us through that period. And then we moved over to Austin about a year ago. And um, it had been the vision and the dream and the big part of moving our family from the UK and arriving over here. Mm. And once we arrived here and we knew it was God's calling and God's kind of purpose for us, it just felt like everything possible that could have came against us came against mm. us. And it was a really hard kind of like, we're wow. here, we followed you, but what, why is this so hard? What's going on? And yeah. Firm Foundation, again, was the song that just kept coming around, both in our church and in our mm. personal lives. It's kind of like, yeah, there's just so much truth wrapped up in that. But I think you become as a, a worshipper, that song becomes so personal and you start to own it. But then to hear mm. the genesis of that story and that the writing comes from a really similar kind of place of kind of, yeah. like, I'm going to lean into this. is it, fascinating.
1: Yeah. I love uh, that so much. Thank you, you for doing that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for doing that though. Because that's so vulnerable mm. to take your real life experience and lock mm. that into your craft for, yeah. for people to connect. And I like,
1: mean, it, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and the, not all songs that that happen that way in my own right. life go out into the world, but at the yeah. same time it does feel like when something like that happens and basically like it basically like the I feel like the Lord gives it the stamp of approval of like yeah. this one can go out, you know. Okay, yeah. Um it, I mean, what a joy. What a joy yeah. because ultimately what I know is happening is that God did something in the moment and mm-hmm. God is going to do that with other yes. people in in yeah. in their moments, you know. Absolutely. And so and and that's just you know, that's just the joy of something that I get to do. That's what God created me for, yeah. you know? And um, and so it it really is just, it's just wild to me because, you know, everything you're saying is attributed to just the Holy Spirit working right. through a song and and yeah. moving your life, speaking to you. And the fact that I got to be in the room when that little song was being created right. and yes. yeah. getting to be a part of it, you know, uh, is just, man, I, it's just so much fun, it,
0: you know? It's such a fascinating kind of, almost unknown but mysterious component to what you do in songwriting and, and it is creating those moments and being able to lead people even if you're not in the same room as them through the gift that you've done so mm. yeah it's fascinating we could stay there forever just talking about that but let's move slightly because there's a theme i, I think that i want to get into um, that's resonating through the songs even the ones we've talked about but also songs on the album around this idea of worship being a weapon and mm. worship being something that we can use uh in tough times and, and I think we see this in your songwriting, we see this in the album, we see this in the ideas. But I think that can sometimes be a confusing or difficult idea Mm. for maybe a non-believer or a new believer, that this thing called worship can also be a weapon. Can you speak to that a little bit and why we might use that choice of descriptor when we're talking about worship?
1: Well, I I experienced this in maybe the most real way in my life uh, in the last couple years that I've ever experienced it. Uh, particularly, there were several moments. I mean, firm foundation—that's a great example yeah. of the declarations of God and and shifting your perspective and and you know just completely turning your your heart upside down, the atmosphere upside down. The other, you know, really significant moment for me was I lost my dad at the beginning of 2022, oh, well, and it was the it was the hardest moment of grief. Uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. Right. And so, you know, I'm in these like really deep, sorrowful moments for weeks and weeks. And, um, and you know, at the same time, it was also the richest presence of God that I'd ever felt in my life, wow. which that really, that was a crazy kind of juxtaposition contrast yeah. to experience is realizing that you know, I felt like I was living out the scriptures for real of blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted and how God rescues those who are crushed in spirit, how he mends the brokenhearted. You know, I just, I felt the presence of God so strong in those moments, just caring for me and counseling me. And um, so that was really beautiful, even though I didn't want, I didn't like what I was going through. I remember telling the Lord a few weeks after my dad passed, I wouldn't trade your presence in this season for anything. And wow. um, And so, you know, a few weeks after that, um, the the first song that I wrote six weeks after my dad passed was "Good." Can't be anything else from the last album. Okay, which just says you are good and you yeah. will always be good. You can't be anything else. You're good today. You'll be good yeah. tomorrow. Basically, it's just this declaration that God is good all the time and every season, and that was the first song I was writing out out of my dad passing away, and you know, which you know you could easily listen to that song and think, well, Cody was just having a good day, you right, know, and he yeah. just wanted to tell God how good he was because everything was going great. No, I was actually having the worst day, right. and uh, <laughs> but. But the declaration was still true because God does Mm -hmm. not change. You know, 2 Timothy 2 says that God, even if we're not faithful, God remains faithful before he cannot disown himself. He cannot change. He is faithful. He is good. And so actually what happens is when we can learn to praise God in every season— David commands his soul to praise the Lord in the Psalms many times, right. and if if we can learn to do that as well, command our soul to praise God in the times that are hard. Yeah. Actually, what it does is, I think it helps us to pass through those hard moments because mm. we're not we're not meant to set up a camp in those valleys. You know yep. that that moment of mourning and grieving was a was a valley moment for me, and I'm meant to experience it. I'm not meant to push it away. I'm not meant to stuff it down. I'm meant to actually just experience it and go through it, but I'm not meant to set up camp there, you know? And a yeah. lot of times that's what we do. We, we, something hard happens to us and we, 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 build, we build a camp in that valley and we never really leave. And 20 years from now, it's still like it happened yesterday and we're, we never really pass through. And what I've learned is that the praising God is really helpful for the passing through, if I can, in that valley, if I can declare, yes, God, you are still good. You are still worthy of pr- praise. You know, a lot of these songs, is it, it came from those moments. It came from moments of anxiety and fear and riding through those and praising yeah. God through them. It came from mourning and grief and riding in those moments and praising God. And if you listen to this album, you won't really feel necessarily moments of mourning and grief and anxiety and right. fear. You will feel this tenacious joy and this faith. Yeah. You would never probably really know— that I was going through that because the songs don't reflect any sort of sadness. They reflect this joy and this faith. But it is joy and faith in the midst of some really, really hard moments in my life. And um, these are the songs that have helped me kind of just pass through the valley. And it's it's really what I pray that these songs help other people do, you know. But we're meant to praise in every season. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will ever be on my lips, not just in the good and the bad. Praise is really, really good for the soul. It can help us pass through. I think that that was what was fascinating to me
0: when I looked at this topic and looked at some of our speaking notes that we're talking about spiritual warfare, we're speaking about going through dark times, we're talking about worship as a weapon. But you're right. If I had heard that Cody wrote an album based from those positions, I wouldn't have expected to hear such a joyful sound and I wouldn't have expected to hear such an upbeat lifting Uh, and I think that's fascinating because I think it positions that whole idea of joy as being a choice and joy Mm -hmm. as being praise and a decision Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm going to get into that regardless I'm going to ask you about a couple of songs that have stood out to me on the recording I'd love you to tell me a little bit about the story behind the songs and kind of why those songs have made it to the album if that's okay So the one I want to start with is Plead the Blood. Um, Now, my connection to that song is I was in my church here in Austin and Chris Davenport was in town uh, and he was co-leading. Chris Davenport was in town and he was co-leading that service uh, with the team from our church. And he told a little bit of the story from his perspective about the song and then led the song it connected with my church for a couple of weeks. I came into the guys in the office and said, has anybody heard this song? And Oscar okay. was like, yeah, I have. And he told me some of the story behind it. And then I found out that uh, you were a co-writer on the song or a writer on the song as well with a few others. So tell me about Plead the Blood and about how yeah. that song came to life and what that means to you.
1: Yeah. So Plead the Blood, it was, it was Chris Dabbs. He he, he texted me one day and he said, hey, I want to write a song called Plead the Blood. I want to write it with you. I'm like, great. I'm all in for that you know it's one of those it's one of those titles where you just instantly you can see the vision of it and you're excited about it and so we ended up at a riding camp, you know, a few weeks after that together with a bunch of friends, Brandon Lakes on this and Pat yep. Barrett, Alex, Alex Pappas. Um, so we just ended up in a room together at a riding camp. And this is, we obviously knew we were going after that day. And obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of uh, husbands and dads in a room. And, you know, so we're thinking about our families. We're thinking yeah. about the things that, you know, we're walking through the things that the world is going through and all these, you know, things. And then we're thinking about this phrase, you know, and this is a a bit, it's a bit of an old school phrase. Like if yeah. you've been in church or certain parts of the church for a while, you've probably heard it. And, you know, there's nothing really magical about the phrase. I, I like to think of it as like an applicator, very right. much like in the Passover scripture, the Passover story, they, they took a paintbrush and they applied the blood of the lamb or whatever they yeah. used. I would say it was a paintbrush. Yeah. It wasn't a paintbrush back then, <laughs> but, but you know, we would use that now. We would take a yeah. paintbrush and we would apply it over the doorpost. And that's how, you know, the destruction passed over them. That's how they knew they recovered, you know, yep. by the blood. And so I think of it very much as that when I make this statement, it is applying the blood of Jesus. So the, but the power is in the blood and the power is in what Jesus has done. And I, I believe that when you, when I make this statement, I plead the blood of Jesus. What that means is that I'm just agreeing with the truth that Jesus has all authority, that yep. Jesus has the victory on the cross. Um, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is Colossians 2, 13 through 15, which talks about how God has um, has claimed victory over the enemy on the cross, that he has actually put to shame publicly uh, the spiritual rulers and authorities. And he has, he, yeah. has, he has victory over them on the cross. Just that, that authority that Jesus has, that victory that he has. And so when I say I plead the blood of Jesus, I'm just agreeing with that. I'm just saying, yeah. I believe... that that Jesus has all authority and that he's invited me into this to have the same authority, the same inheritance, you know? And so, you know, there really is just this application of the power of the blood, you know, in this song. And that's very much what we talk about. We talk about it, you know, the enemy can't take my family, this home belongs to the Lord. You know, when I sing that, I think about my family, my my sons are going to love Jesus, that they're going to serve the Lord in eternity when we're all gone this earth that we're all going to be there together. That's what I think about. The enemy can't take my family, you know? And just, there's all these moments. I love that there's this kind of newer rendition of nothing but the blood and the bridge. I love that it kind of connects generations together. Like I see that very much in this song when I lead it. Mm, I see a lot of generations coming together, singing this song, kind of relating to it in different ways. I see people in the generation that, you know, before me, the generations before me, they light up when I get to that bridge, you know, because that they grew up in a time when that meant a lot, that song meant a lot to them. And it, you know, meant a lot to me too, as a kid. But I just love that. You know, the song is really special. Just yeah. what it declares, the faith in it, the recognition of the authority of the blood of Jesus is always a good thing to declare in worship.
0: It's been a huge song for our church, the church that love I'm that. part of. And it's so funny even hearing you say, dad's in the room writing it, because that's what we've noticed when we've been in the church and the congregation mm. is there's something about, you know, and I'm surrounded by all these kind of like much taller than me, proud Texan men, right? And they're all kind of like but they're in that moment where like, yeah, and it's a real almost like a battle declaration yes, in that point. That. And you notice it even more from the men, the fathers in the church around that moment. It's so so fascinating. And, and I love the song. I love the production on your version oh, of the thank song you. on your album as well. I always uh, say that
1: my I'd say, Chris, my version is the metal version of your song. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I've been telling some of the guys from our team about the song. And when you led at Worship Together, I was like, I hope he does the song. And when the song finished, I was like, and they turned around to me, yeah, that's a great song. I said, yeah, but I've not heard it done like that before. That's killer. <laughs> it's great. So really excited about your worship as well. It's really God, great. Tell me a little bit about Bless God. Bless God is another song on the album yeah. talking all about praising God in every season. We could Obviously, yeah. there's such a theme here to these collection of songs. But tell me about Bless God, which again, people can, well, by the time this comes out, The album's gonna be out, right? But they can go and see it on YouTube. And I think Bless God is out already. But tell us a bit about Bless God.
1: Yeah, so that was written inspired by Psalm 34, which is, I quoted that earlier, I'll bless God. Uh, In the message, it starts with, I bless God every chance I get, which we love that language, you know? And that's, that really is where the bridge came from is blessing God, blessing God and all these different seasons. Every chance I get, I bless your name. That, that really is, you know, the theme of that. It is very similar to the themes I've already been talking about in this podcast. It's written in, in a time when I, you know, me and Brooke and Brandon, all of us that wrote this song, we were all learning about the power of Blessing God in every season, and yeah. and how you know it's what we're created to do. It's what God is worthy of, and also is really good for the soul. Yeah. And um, you know, it was it was written in a time for me when I was learning that very much. So I think it was written quite prophetically for Brooke because you know Brooke has obviously weathered many storms. She obviously knows, she understands the principle yeah. of that already. Yeah. But even the storm that she weathered after the song was written, she has wow. a whole beautiful story about how this song basically carried her through. You know, one of the hardest storms of her life wow. and she would go uh, all she had was me singing the demo of the day we wrote it just a piano vocal okay. and I didn't know this for months and months and months after she told me afterwards but she would go in some of those really intense moments yeah. of anxiety she would go turn on the demo and just drive around in her car wow. and basically just weep and you know all these things She she has a beautiful story that she's sharing you know with people as well around this song and I love her connection to it too but that really is what it is it's just Blessing God in every season, you know, the bridge lyrics kind of go in highlight, you know, the good and the bad, you know, in the fields of plenty, in the darkest valley, uh, when my hands are empty, with a praise yeah. that costs me, when the weapons forming, when the walls are falling, you know, every chance I get. I bless your name, you know, and I love it. It's a very congregational song. I think it's yeah. just, it centers everybody around, you know, come on and praise the Lord with me, Lift, sing if you love his name, lift your voice with me, he's worthy of all our praise, you know, and the verses yeah. are very much quoting, you know, the Psalms of you know, blessed are those who run to him place their hope and confidence in Jesus they won't be shaken, you know there just is a beautiful kind of very very centered congregational you know, thing that this song does and uh, so yeah, very excited about it. I got to lead it with Brooke we led it at a conference recently in July I think we're going to lead it again together at a conference coming up in top of the year so there'll be be some new versions uh, coming out. She's releasing a version of it and then I think we're maybe going to a Lisa version of it together, maybe a live nah, version at terrible. some point. So, Brooke's yeah, going to
0: be on the podcast in a couple of weeks after this episode goes out. You should ask just tying her down about, the dates. I'm you should ask, ask her to tell it. her story around it because yeah. it's very,
1: very amazing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely, will. I want to ask about co-writing for a moment, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Again, I think for those of us that don't write songs for a living, uh, and for those of us that aren't in that world. It, it again, it's fascinating. I think it's fair to say you're a prolific songwriter of songs oh, for the church, you. um, but w- you're not a song churning out factory. You're not a machine. And every time we talk, <laughs> every time we talk, there's a connection to the song. It comes from encounter. There's, mm. It's authentic. It's genuine. There's a moment that you're writing for, and that's very intentional. How do you balance that tension between, I write songs because that's what I do Mm. for a living and for a calling and particularly when you're then bringing together people who are co-writing and you're not wanting to waste that time you're wanting to be intentional about it you're wanting to leave that songwriting camp with something Mm. to show for your efforts but making sure that you're not going through the motions and just writing for the sake of writing how how do you is that attention am I barking up the wrong tree is that something that you balance and, and how do you do that?
1: Uh, Yeah, it definitely can be attention. I I find that it's a bit more of an intersection naturally, though, you know, because because the reality is, is that I'm walking with Jesus. Other writers that come in, they're walking with Jesus. And so we're all going through something at the time or God is speaking something to us at the time in our life. That's just that's just natural. Right. Yeah. And so. And then as songwriters, you know, we, we've learned how to, and, we, and we've been even gifted by God to know how to communicate these truths uh, to music. Like yeah. that God is teaching us things that were, things that were in scripture at the moment, you know, things that we're chewing on. And so I think it's very natural intersection to go, you're writing usually always out of wherever you're at, whatever God's teaching yeah. you, you know? And so there are a lot of times when songs, uh you know, songwriting sessions are just on my calendar and right. it's not like I woke up that day and I had this crazy inspiration to write. There's sometimes that that's the case and, yeah. um, you know, you you kind of have those days like I have with firm foundation, you know, and then you kind of bring that idea into a songwriting session that's on the calendar that happens sometimes. There's a lot of times people just, we, you know, we get together in the studio there's no, nobody has a song start, but you often are just making coffee. You're having conversations in the first hour of those songwriting sessions. And you just, you end up, the Holy Spirit really just guides those moments a lot of times and um, guides those conversations to what's meant to be written that day. And it's often shocking and surprising the song that comes out that day because you had no idea what would be written. And all of a sudden God is just speaking and you realize that you were in this divine appointment by God and you didn't even know it. The blessing is very much that story. You know, just, we just showed up to write that day. We didn't know we were going to write. And then looking back, it's like, oh, God had that set up. (laughs) Yeah. From the beginning yeah. of time, it feels like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so dramatic as that. Uh, that's just really what it felt like. And so, so, a lot of times, you are just stumbling into this. And so, I've learned as a songwriter that. One it's a lot of times it's just good just to show up if I don't feel like writing it's still good okay. to show up whether yeah. i'm 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 by myself and I've just set aside a time to write and and worship or if it's on the calendar you know there's been a lot of nothing else was a songwriting session I didn't want to go to right. I just didn't I didn't feel like right. writing that day I didn't feel like I, I had any inspiration I think I was really tired yeah and um you know I but I showed up and God just completely wrecked my heart that day unexpectedly through writing that song and set me free. I mean, that was one of the most monumental spiritual moments of my entire life, writing that song. I didn't even know I was walking into that day. So I think God has surprises all the time, you know, as songwriters. And some days are hard. Some days you show up and there's nothing really magical about it. There's nothing really that feels this powerful. The song isn't really that good, you know. And in those moments, I've learned that You're just meant to encounter Jesus with your friends, you know, and if that's that's the goal from the beginning... Then wow. regardless of what the song, what comes out of yeah. the song, you know, yeah. encounter Jesus with your friends. And there's always going to be good things that come out of that. I'm always going to learn from the bad songs that I write and the good songs. I'm going to learn from every everything. If, if I if I have that perspective as a songwriter, take something away today that you learned that you can just put in your tool belt. It's always going to become useful in that next session or that song that is really good that you need that kind of yeah. extra little chord change or extra little melody lift. You're gonna You're going to have learned that in a song session, you know, in the past. So just always be learning and nothing is, nothing is wasted, you know?
0: Just beautifully put. I love that whole idea that even if nothing comes out of it, that moment's not wasted just by hanging out with friends and worshiping Jesus. And Very what a way to take so. pressure off a moment and just yep. uh, and, and release that need to create and be productive. It's amazing. So you've mentioned some of the songwriters on the album already as you've been telling the story. Tell us about some of the people that you've got to write with in this project uh, and any of those particular moments that stand out as kind of that something that was just so special in capturing yeah. that moment. You mentioned Brooke. You mentioned Brandon, obviously, yeah. Chris Davenport.
1: Chris Davenport's on quite a few songs. Brandon's on a few songs. Uh, I got to write with Leland, who is just, yes, uh, just a gem of a person. I mean, yep. he is just unbelievable. We just did a tour with him as well. He just really knows Jesus, really loves Jesus. Yes. So we, and he he led the song with me. We wrote "Taste and See," okay. that will be one of the new songs out with the album. I'm so excited Great. about it. It's such a deep moment, and he's he's just amazing. So that 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 was really fun. Wrote a couple songs with Pastor Stephen Furtick on this mm-hmm. album, which was really fun. Be Glad and Who Is This Man? Jason Ingram, who's just a legend of all legends, songwriter, producer. Yeah, yeah there's so many great friends. I'm, I'm going miss, to miss people. Um, who else? Aiden King is on quite a few songs from this album wow. and the last album. Okay. He'll song Young and Free yeah. uh, guy. He's he is just so so great as well. Yeah, every every person on this album is a friend yeah. that I've written yeah. these songs with. You know, like I said, I, I'm walking into these rooms. We've all written enough together. We have enough history together yeah. that it doesn't feel new. It feels like old friends who are just, you know, going after Jesus together and, uh, you know, putting this puzzle together, this puzzle of a, of a song. Yeah. And every moment that I, I could look, I think about the days I wrote all, all these songs. They were all really special days really fun days full of joy full of faith you know just uh, it is a really really fun to write these songs with friends um, who are amazing at what they do and they're carrying really special relationships with Jesus yeah. in their own right and so to come to get bring those things together things those perspectives together. of God those testimonies of what God is doing yeah. Um, together yeah it's really fun really powerful
0: Cody do your boys have a favorite song from the album that's coming up?
1: Uh, they they uh, yeah, we should ask them if they were in <laughs> we here. I'd ask them. I mean, they they sing them a lot. They sing them around yeah. the house, could probably because they just hear him so much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my my youngest son is is a. I'm not. This is not biased. Dad talking. Uh, this is confirmed by everyone around us. He is a prodigy drummer. No joke. He
0: really is. I've seen him he, on Instagram. <laughs> he is,
1: and I, I haven't even posted about him lately. I mean, he is okay. getting crazy good. I, I need to really? post about him. Because he is getting crazy good. Is that good. his drum
0: kit behind you? Or yeah, it is. You can see it. <laughs> I, wondered, back here. I wondered if it was. Yeah, his, his,
1: my studio is now just his drum room. <laughs> yeah. but it's not my studio anymore. He's taken over. Um, but yeah, he's he's playing. Uh, he really loves Plead the Blood, Firm Foundation. Uh, he likes the fast songs. He likes, you know, bless God. He he loves take you out your word from the last record. Yes. Yeah, he's playing that full on. It's it's pretty awesome. So yeah, oh, they're true. singing them all the time. It's really really sweet. It, it's funny sometimes we'll be in the car and you know we'll be with we'll be with other friends in the car. You know, when it's just us, it's fine. But yeah. other friends and they'll they'll say like, Dad. Put on Take You out Your Word. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I've heard that song so much, you know, but it's so sweet. They're just like, Dad, please. I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, it's sweet. It's really sweet. That's amazing. Cody,
0: thank you so much for your time today. Uh, yeah. am, I'm excited for our listeners to hear the album to go and check out the resources for it, to find the songs that you've released that will unlock moments in their community and their churches mm. for them to go and lead. I've been on the receiving end of both leading your songs and receiving from your songs as other worship leaders have led them mm. both in the season and previous season. So thank you for the gift that you are to the church. Um, we're excited for you. Hope you have a great day tomorrow, thank hanging you. out with your, your buddies and kind of listening to all the feedback that you get from it. What's next for you after you. this album drops? I've heard a rumor that you may be visiting my homeland on a bit of a yes, tour coming up soon. We are excited uh, we're so doing... What's what's coming up for you? What's the future? Yeah,
1: we're we're doing the Send in Grand Rapids, which is yes. uh, beautiful. We love our friends at the Send. We're doing quite a few of those with them. Uh, we've got our belonging conference, our church conference coming up in September yeah. that we're a part of. We're so excited. And then yeah, after that in October, we're we're going to Europe and we'll yeah. be there for about six weeks. We're doing wow. 16 nights all across Western Eastern Europe, uh, a lot Stringy. of cities we've never been to, and some that we have, and uh, yeah. we're very, very expectant for that. We, we had this really significant, a very specific prophetic word a couple years ago. That okay. we're meant to go, meant to go to Europe, and we've been a couple times. But this feels very appointed by the Lord. We don't even fully know why yet, yep. but it feels very appointed by the Lord, and uh, we're excited. We ha- we've never sung the blessing over there, and no, we right. know that it had such a, yeah. a an impact, and there were so many videos and things that yep. came out of the UK and and just all over Europe. And so getting to sing the blessing with it, with it, people every night over there is going to be really yeah. special. And we're, you know, all the other songs that we're going to do. And so we're very, very expectant in our heart. And we yeah. love Europe anyway. We just, yeah. we, you know, it's such a beautiful culture, all the different countries. So we're we're very excited. I'm excited for that. I think my mom and dad are going to come to the London night of the blessing tour, which has been super it's cool. It's so great.
0: And Mr. and Mrs. Ponsford will be there somewhere singing I to the blessing it. their hearts out. And I heard I you going to it. Bath and Belfast yes. and Huddersfield. So yep. going to get around the UK sure. a little bit and then I saw the European dates as well. Yep. So I'm so excited for that. So excited for you we guys. We are to excited too. And unlocking something there. Cody, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it as always. Can't wait to have you back in the office. We yep, need to get you in here. here doing multi-track sessions of some of these new versions and of these wait. songs as well, which would awesome. be
1: incredible. But love you guys. Thanks for having so me. much.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great day.